hello everybody welcome to talk the walk boss rush podcast or boss rush games i should say walking simulation discussion show mm-hmm. our kind of our new book club thing that we are doing because we have got a lot of feedback on about us when we talked about what remains of either fish and we just came together we kept talking about walking simulators and it was just like we should name a show and so you know we played around with walk the talk and i'm like no let's talk let's call it talk the walk because that's what we are we're talking about walking mm-hmm. simulators and this month we are playing maybe the birth of walking simulators or even the term of walking simulators gone home by the fulbright company um you guys can find this on pc playstation xbox one and on nintendo switch and ios and i believe android also and yeah and th- uh, that's that's pretty accurate um there were definitely ones before this one but i recall this one being like the the main one that i think uh, uh not exactly mainstream because mm-hmm. i mean these games you know even the even the real gems of them you know they're not plastered all over the place like you know some of the, the bigger titles but this is definitely one of the first ones that people that i know weren't into walking simulators or really didn't know about them this is one of the first ones i i heard them starting to talk about yeah i remember when it came out and people were just like yes it's, it's such a different kind of genre that we're mm-hmm. experiencing uh and then some people complained about the price of 15 dollars or mm-hmm. or it was 1999 uh but people would say that journey kind of started off but journey is more of like a third person mm-hmm. walking simulator in a sense where this one is first person and you are in the view of our main character uh so where should we start? Because uh, <laughs> this game, we're going to have a lot of opinions about this. Because this game, uh, I definitely got it on Xbox Live uh, mm-hmm. though, for free. And I have thoughts. <laughs> but Celeste, <laughs> uh, before we even get into that, I'm sorry, I didn't introduce the, uh, my guest. <laughs> I know who we are by now, maybe. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Judge me is the Celestial Brush herself, Mr. Celeste Roberts. Hey, what's up, guys? This is the first walking simulator I've ever played. Mm. I played it in 2019 because it was free on PlayStation Network, and my little godson, who was eight at the time, was spending the night, and he was just going through the library, and my boyfriend noticed they started talking about girls kissing and didn't feel like having that conversation (laughs) with my godson, so he said, let's play (laughs) 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 Spider-Man. We'll wait till you're a little older. Mm-hmm. let you play this but then i picked it up the next day and i had never played anything like gone home and that's what started my love for this genre mm. yes and joining us from retrovaniacs is billy holiday welcome back Hello there. That, it's good to be back i you know after that first one i, I thought it I, I thought it felt good i was like well i'll have to see if they invite me back that'll be the real <laughs> test so, uh, so i'm glad to see i'm back um but yeah, uh, this is one I was already uh, kind of hot and heavy on these, um, this, this genre, but there wasn't a lot. Um, I had played, you know, Dear Esther, um, a couple of other ones here and there. So I was really happy. And this is a really important one because this, uh, like you were hinting at the beginning, uh, a lot of people kind of consider this to be the, the big jumping off point to where this became more of a kind of accessible 
genre, both in that they, they started putting out more titles and both that they started coming to console. Um, cause before that, you know, it was kind of, it was a PC only type thing. Um, but this one, yeah, they dropped it on, on PlayStation, Xbox. You, if you have something that plays video games, uh, you can probably get this one uh, at this point, including on the phone, uh, which and I, I'm one of those that, that I love this one so much. And it's like Edith Finch. If it's on something, I'll pick it up. Mm. I don't know why. I really don't. But I am saddled. <laughs> I am saddled with the iOS version of this also, uh, which, you know, if that's the only way you got to play hey, but I certainly wouldn't recommend it. But yeah, um, this was, uh, I, I think, a, a significant title. Maybe not because a lot of significant things happen in the story. But just because of what it kind of meant for walking simulators in, mm. in general. And it, it was a big, uh, big. Oh, sorry, Skype froze. It's, it's <laughs> the video Skype. Well, everybody, we're going to jump into it because your main character uh, is Katie Greenbeer. Uh, she's mm -hmm. coming from uh, across, you know, from Europe. And when she gets in, she noticed that the house is empty. Um, and mm -hmm. if you actually look at the intro, like the title, you see the house is kind of without no lights, but there's one light on. In the mm. on the on the thing, but when you actually start uh, start the game, you find out the door is locked, but you remember that there is a spare key because somehow they have a drawer with a duck inside of it. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, you get Christmas duck. <laughs> Christmas exactly. duck. That's right. <laughs> uh, you get the key and you go into the house. And once you get into the house, you are free to explore some parts of the house, but not mm -hmm. all of it. So. Yeah, yeah, and it the the art for it makes it look very creepy. The music playing, like Ed was saying, that the drawing of the game, the icon for the game, you're thinking, mm -hmm. is this going to be a horror game? How yeah. are they setting yes. me up? It's it's yeah. a dark and stormy night. Oh, they certainly. I will say this is the best best horror game where nothing horrible ever occurs. <laughs> um, it has everything. Uh, if you if you grew up watching the films, it has every trope. Uh, you're a, a young lady alone in a big house. Uh, everybody's missing. It's a dark, stormy night. Uh, you know, parts of the house are mysteriously locked up. You're having to travel through. Um, and, and I think they really play with that. Um, they definitely know it's not one of those unintentional horror games where you have to look really far into it and kind of mm -hmm. draw straws to come up with it. They knew what they were doing. And this game does a, a tremendous job uh, setting up a, a great atmosphere throughout. Speaking of Christmas duck on uh, Xbox or PlayStation, did anybody uh, pick up that achievement or that trophy for the Christmas duck? I did. This, this mm -hmm. is my second playthrough because I, I read about it and I was really disappointed in myself for not bringing Christmas duck home. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe that's what the, the gone home is all about Christmas Duck's journey <laughs> <laughs> to, to his nest from the front porch. Uh, yeah. Not to spoil it for anybody listening who hasn't played the game, but there is a there's a place where you can put Christmas Duck. Yes, there's a there's a place very late in the game. Um, and essentially, you know, you have to take him from the very beginning 
to this spot at the end, which, which I thought was amusing. And it's mm-hmm. just, and it goes to show um, that there are so many little details throughout this game. Yes. Um, and really, this is a unique one. In, and it, Edith Finch was to an extent, but I, I feel like they told you more. This one, there is a lot of story here to unpack. There are several different stories here, but it's just a matter of how much you want to explore. Because I know people that have played through this and they know, which I'm sure it's going to be, it's going to be spoiled thoroughly throughout this thing. So if you haven't played it, you know, come back to us in a minute. It only takes a couple (laughs) hours. Take a couple hours of play and come back to us. Or um, Or it may take a minute. Or it may take a minute. It could take a literal minute. <laughs> it yes. could take a minute, in which case you're, yeah, this is still going to spoil you pretty <laughs> heavy, though. But um, yeah, this is one of those, um, and it's really unique depending on the amount of time that you put into it. You could mm-hmm. follow um, two or three different stories throughout that you would miss completely otherwise if you were just focused on going from one kind of objective to the next. So I love the way that was laid out. Yes. So um, you come home to uh, Indy House, like we said, mm-hmm. and it kind of, uh, the story uh, like revolves around uh, Sam, who is mm-hmm. her sister, the main character's sister, and then you mm-hmm. have her dad, Richard, and her mom. Terrence. 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 Mm-hmm. Richard is the, uh, is the dad. Terrence. Richard is Terrence's dad. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you got the mom, Valerie, I believe. That's Janice. 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 Why did I think it was Valerie? Oh, sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> and it kind of revolves around another character named Oscar. Um, mm-hmm. That there are some things with Oscar. And it's, he, it's a hit that he's hunting the house, but it's not mm-hmm. sure with the music and sound effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and definitely it's weird because when you're in the house it's, it starts thundering and raining and stuff. Yeah. So you like you said, uh, Billy, you get the spooky atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But you really are just searching the house trying to figure out why nobody is home. And yeah. you kind of hear uh, the narrative through Sam's voice telling you what's been going on and you got to mm-hmm. pick the pieces out um, for it. Uh, what's cool about this game is though, is that you, when you go places, if you highlight something, if you're mm-hmm. playing the Xbox one version, you hear the right trigger and you pick up stuff and then mm-hmm. you can examine it, look at it or put it down. Mm-hmm. And you pretty much do that throughout the house. Um, and the linear part comes from when you pick up certain items and you, hear Sam telling what is going on but th- the plot if you want to call it kind of thick is because there there's some things that deal with love some things that deals with um, finding out stuff about care about the characters mm-hmm. and about themselves and stuff so I before I, I want to do Sam last I kind of want to get into Terrence um, mm-hmm. the dad because he is a character that we see this picture and we know that he's an author. He used to review mm-hmm. electronic stuff, but he also has been writing books. Um, and he kind of gone through a rejection time. Yeah. But there are other stuff that is happening to him. So I want to get your guys' opinion. What did you think of how the Fulbright Company wrote Terrence, how, how they portrayed him? 
I think Terrence is definitely the one, if you really dig throughout the game, has a a pretty, you know, pretty good arc to it. Um, but it's all, they're not going to get of it. Um, it's like you're saying, the the only story you'll get, which we'll get to later, is Sam. Sam is the mm-hmm. only story that is is put upon you as you play through. With Terrence, um, you, you you know, kind of your original hints are you'll find tons of copies of his books laying around. Um, so you, you get down, okay, as an author, um, you know, he's got a, a books that look like they've been published. So you're thinking, okay, this may be a success, big house. I want the I want the damn houses these people have in these games. That Edith Finch house, this house, man. These are some nice houses, but um, so you're like, all right, big house. Uh, you know, he's got these published books, must be a successful writer. Um, and then as you go through, you will see, yeah, like I was talking about, there are um, uh, kind of, I don't know if he, he started off pretty hot to begin with, but there are, you know, rejection letters, obviously um, the, the series he's working on. Uh, is not which involve you know going back to the uh, time traveler you know going to 1963 to prevent uh, JFK assassination. Um, you know you'll find that he his other entries I guess aren't doing so well. He's he's starting to get rejected. I think he gets dropped uh, from his company. And at the time we find him, he is sort of uh, and, and I imagine it's a huge blow probably. Uh, ego-wise to go from being a, you know, a published author to, you know, this company kind of throws him a pity job of, you know, writing reviews for, you know, electronics and things like that. So that's, that's obviously a big drop career-wise he's going mm-hmm. through. Um, but uh, you also find that he has inherited this house um, from Oscar. And I don't know how long they've been in it because it's still, the, the thing looks like it's, you know, maybe a quarter lived in. Uh, there's still boxes absolutely uh, everywhere. So it's it seems that it's supposed to be, I think, nine months to a year because there are parts that yeah. says like 1994. And yeah. so if they got that from 1994, you kind of figure like, okay, mm-hmm. what's going on? Because it is 1995. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. about a year or so. So I'm thinking like nine months because I even put yeah. in our chat to Celeste. I'm like, why is there still boxes in this oh, house? Yeah. <laughs> what happened that you unpacked the stuff? Yeah. It, we- it, it is funny that you mentioned Edith Fish house because it's just like the thing with Edith Fish is, okay, it had all of these rooms and stuff built to it. And my mm-hmm. thing was, there are so many books everywhere. <laughs> and yeah. then this one is just like, there are books, but I'm like, y'all still are unfinished. And second of all, people, clear your houses. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is going on? What is with these? Well, I haven't played Firewatch yet. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like, why is it just like areas that look like they didn't do no cleaning? Like, you come to yeah. a house, it's messy. Just like, what's what's going on? Yeah. And, and uh, I thought about that, that the, uh, the, you know, the lack of unpacking. But I, I think it might, it might make sense um, as you play through and discover more that the, this family had um, a lot going on. I think everyone individually um, had a lot on their plate. So I'm thinking maybe that's a direction they were going in to kind of show, you know, that the family is having trouble kind of kind of moving forward. 
maybe i you know i think maybe that's a little symbolism you know house mm-hmm. full of house full of you know unpacked boxes you know they're having trouble kind of progressing along um and, and we find out that yeah there are a lot more things we'll go into it and a lot of them involve um oscar the 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 perhaps ghost of the house um when it comes to, to terrence it takes you down some dark roads which we'll discuss um but yeah um but to to terrence um you know he he's writing these reviews but he's putting a little bit more into them like he's putting a lot of like personal anecdotes and stories mm-hmm. into it so those aren't really quite what they want either um you can tell that he's he's a very creative person and he's kind of stifled with something as simple as just, you know, kind of, it's very mechanical, just writing reviews for things. Yeah. Um, so maybe he's, he's really not press himself like that. Uh, and you get the feeling that, that, that he, and we'll talk more about it, that he is maybe um, going through a bit of a crisis and just, feelings a lot of repressed emotions um possibly uh, as we'll discuss from being back in this t- hello it cut you out a little bit billy oh it's okay we just uh what so what you were saying being back in the house will do what oh that was the end for me i wrapped oh. it up i said that it ended yeah. perfect time. But yeah, I, I just think that the, um, and you'll find more as you explore through um, that why being in this house might uh, weigh on him a little bit emotionally. Celeste, what are your thoughts about Terrence? Terrence, I, I feel really bad for him as we will go through later. And I, I want to say the first time I played this game, what we're going to talk about that likely happened to him did not occur to me. The first time. So I feel bad for him because he also feels like he's a shadow to his father. His father mm-hmm. was an English professor. He has a PhD. He was a prolific researcher. You can find a copy of his book, Exploring James Joyce. There's a mm-hmm. portrait of his father in the basement with mm-hmm. the face torn out. So you're wondering, was this intentional? Did they drop it while moving? Did, Ter- did Terrence or Terry, whatever you want to call him, did he punch it out? Did he kick it out out of frustration? Because his father reviews his books, which are yes. about saving JFK. Terrence is very obsessed with the year 1963 for good reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His father calls it derivative. He thinks he can do better. And in Terrence's office, you see post-its notes that say you can do better. You can do better. Mm. These sorts of details are very easy to miss if you just fly through the game. But the implicit storytelling in this game is where it shines. It's very important if you want a more in-depth look at the family. And Mm -hmm. so obviously Richard, who is Terrence's dad, he's good with writing in in English and literature. Terrence is good with it, as well as Sam. Yes. Terrence's Mm -hmm. younger younger daughter. She Mm -hmm. loves to write. She's into creative writing. Terrence and... Terrence is is struggling. I feel really bad for him, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel for him that we find out. Yes. 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 So uh, my thing with Terrence was uh, my first playthrough, I didn't pick up a lot of the things about him. I just, Mm -hmm. I really thought that, you know, he was just this author and, you know, he was um, 
for this person who was getting these reviews and stuff. And I and then after that, I didn't really pay attention on my first playthrough. And then when I played it again and started, you know, paying more attention to it, you know, I was just like, okay, um, he's going through some things. Uh, and I'm just like, I still did, I still wasn't getting him as a character. But then, like talking to you guys and thinking about, it, I'm just like, okay, yeah, he did go through something and seeing that when uh, later on when he gets to the basement there's a certain part of that environment that mm. plays a major role into why he is the way he is mm. and everything and it's, it kind of do it's make you think why he's writing these books and why is it connected to this one little part one little section of the game mm-hmm. You really don't. You really don't think about that be, to be like, man, he is struggling. He is struggling with something, you know, this mental problem. Not saying that he's like mentally crazy or anything, but I'm just like, there was there's something that's been damaged to his mental state that affects his livelihood and his mm-hmm. workforce. He's been traumatized. Which, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. and he hasn't had a chance to. Uh, come out from it, overcome it, and come out from that, and really say something mm-hmm. about it. And it's kind of, it, it's kind of like when you find out uh, what's going on between him and his wife, um, and how this 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 could have played a part if they written this way with Sam um, later on. Uh, it mm. could have actually did something to to play that but it didn't go that far and i was just like okay cool it was just it's like you said celeste it's really kind of sad that when you find out some of the backstory about terrence you kind of feel for him you kind of have this uh this it's not it could be emotional but it's more such a moral thing and to be like man or ethics thing i should say that man i'm like you shouldn't have been treated this way at the age that you were and you haven't had time to you know i understand that it happened and it sucks that it happened but you haven't given you weren't given a outlet to recover from this to use Mm. that outlet for him to recover so we kind of see what happens to him going into his writing in a sense and yes. why probably some of his reviews and his books haven't been doing so well or at one point were doing so well but there all of that has kind of changed because mm. he hasn't like really released emotional thing emotional part of him and when you kind of find out what happens with him and his wife and what they're doing you kind of think about it uh because uh me and Celeste was talking in the chat i was just like maybe if this thing happened and i wonder if his wife was going to find out maybe he'll have this breakthrough that he mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, you also have to look at the time period too that what happened to him happened a lot of families were very hush hush about those kinds mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. in fact i he is very fortunate that his parents at least removed themselves from the problem completely Mm -hmm. he was very fortunate and i find with men especially it's getting better as time goes on with those kinds of situations the trauma that they endure a lot of men have trouble talking about their feelings especially Mm. someone of Mm. his age born in 1950 1951 
Mm-hmm. to work through. I I don't, therapy of course was around, but it was seen as a sign of weakness to go talk to someone about your problems. So it's evidenced mm. in his writing. His writing is his therapy. And mm. that's one of the things the review magazine, the electronics review magazine chastises him for. You're mm-hmm. putting too many personal anecdotes in here. The general public, not that they're dumb, but they just want is this a <laughs> good radio or is it a yeah. bad radio? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So- so yeah, and we're gonna and we're gonna touch about because that's one thing that you didn't expect to play a part in this in this, but it's a mm-hmm. big thing that plays a part for him. And everybody has to remember that when you're coming with a modern thought for something that hap- that would have been happening in the past, like you said, Celeste, you know, at that time this is 1995, and trying to use 2020s logic and mm-hmm. and ideal and, and question and reasoning stuff for that it doesn't match. Like you said, yeah. that was a therapy was a sign of weakness for men if mm-hmm. they went. Now you see therapy in a whole different light for pretty much men, women, children. Like uh, mm-hmm. mental mental health in 2020 is a big thing. It wasn't such a big thing because there was a fear of it in 1995. Yeah, um, yeah which which is crazy. Which is crazy because you think back, it's like you know this isn't like the the eight. So it's crazy to think, just mm-hmm. as an aside from the game, like how far when you go back and you're playing through this game and you're thinking to yourself, I mean, if, you know, if they all had cell phones, this thing would be over in like 30 <laughs> seconds. You know, the the, game. <laughs> yeah, right. right there, right there. When she first walks in, she texts her mom, Hey, where are you guys at? And you know, game over. So it, it's always great going back. Um, but yeah, factoring in things like that. Um, you know, here we are just 25 years later, I guess the 1990s, but yeah, you have to keep a lot of that in mind. Um, yes. as to why, um, you know, there aren't simple, not that it's simple solutions, but why there aren't certain solutions in place for what's going on throughout this game. So we're going to move on to the mom, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the mom, Janice, correct? Celeste? Janice mm-hmm. or Jan, okay. whichever one. She <laughs> works for, uh, I think in a wildlife, of. I believe mm-hmm. the forestry service mm-hmm. for reserve. And uh, she's been, she has to drive an hour away from the house to um, her place uh, her, mm-hmm. of employment. And it seems that she's so involved with her uh, place of work that it feels like when she comes home, she's frustrated. Um, there's a lot that she deals with and she keeps the job mm-hmm. in her mind. So, when that happens, that affects everybody in the house, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Katie is gone and everything, and so uh, Terrence and Sim have pretty much have to deal with her, her, her feelings, I should say, when she mm-hmm. gets home. But then you kind of play the game later, and you kind of suspect that you know, even she has some secrets about her. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a story that uh, she's get asked to a ticket to go to a concert. Um, mm-hmm. and I believe it's the Earth, Wind & Fire concert, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, for $25, it's not bad. <laughs> not <laughs> That's a great That's price a- for a great thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I, uh, she takes him on with this ticket, and 
we kind of find out that uh, she has sent a letter to one of her friends, you know, saying, you know, congratulations and mm-hmm. everything. And the friend is just like, well, yeah, you know, I, it's cre- congratulations on hearing that you got this new position. But tell tell me about this guy that you went Ooh. on uh to, to this concert with because it seems that the way that you describe everything is that you got some feelings. It's more than just mm. being, you know, associates, employees of each, with each other, but you are have some kind of attraction to this and mm-hmm. has there been more going on? And that's pretty much all we know about Janice. Uh, so Celeste, what are your thoughts about that? Oh, gosh. Well, uh, this is an example. Her story, of course, you have to dig around. I highly recommend you look in drawers. You look everywhere mm-hmm. you can because she has letters strewn about the house from her friend Carol, who was her mm. college dorm roommate. And mm-hmm. we also find out in the basement, we find Janice's naturalization certificate. So she's originally from Canada. Mm-hmm. And she became a citizen, I guess, in 1970 when she was in her 20s. And She's very good at her job. She seems like she's moving up, which I think like you guys were talking about all these different blows to Terrence's ego. For some men, it is a huge blow to their ego to see their female partner rise in their career Mm -hmm. and be successful while they are struggling. They might not, maybe they're not able to work. Maybe their passions Mm -hmm. are not realized. They, They don't have that part of their identity. And Jan like we were talking about, there's something is troubling her husband, Terrence so much. So she seeks comfort in her younger coworker who has mm-hmm. a, an out of town girlfriend. Yeah. And so she's kind of playing with, I don't, this is a spoiler. I don't think they ever engaged in anything physical. I think there mm-hmm. might've just been an emotional on her end, an emotional mm-hmm. affair, so to speak. But I think that Rick, the coworker, never saw it as anything more than just a Mm. good friend. And if you look on the refrigerator, you find out that that is indeed the the truth because there is a wedding invitation. Yes. To Janice and Terrence for Rick and his fiance. I think her name is Helen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And oh, Janice, uh, she, that's, eh, she, I don't want to say she's a boring character, but her story compared to everyone yeah. else's story yeah. is yeah, kind of blasé. And but if yeah. you look under their bed, it looks like she and Rick were also exchanging favorite books because he gives her a copy of Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Mm. So they they have a lot of intellectual interest, mm. I think, too. Yeah, and it, I, it I, oh, go ahead, Vinny. And I, I same thing. She she kind of gets the short end of the story stick here. Um, but yeah, I had always felt that it's one of those things uh, that I get. You could look at it however you want. I don't think anything really took place though. I, I think that um, it was maybe more kind of a fantasized thing for her. Uh, and obviously, she w- was lacking a connection at home. Um, with everything going on with, with her husband, a lot of things in this game come down to, I think the husband, you know, withdrawing because he's trying to deal um, with, with this thing, what we'll get into, you know, later on. And, and I think it's kind of a trickle down. It's affecting his work um, and it's affecting his marriage and he's, he's not there, um, you know? 
So she is, uh, and for the most part, it it seems kind of like an innocent. I guess it depends on what kind of mind you have. If you're one of those that automatically suspects, you know, the worst of people, you're you're going to think that you know there is a hot and heavy affair going on. Uh, but I mean, you know, there just seems like someone for her to uh, go out and do things with, because I imagine the husband is probably not that person anymore. Um, it's someone to discuss books with. Um, mm -hmm. you know, just, it, it all just seems like that, that Rick and, and I think, I think Rick's probably a good guy, stand up guy. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, he's going through with the wedding. Uh, you see the invite there, there's a calendar there. Um, and uh, we'll get to that. It's, it's a spoiler for, I guess the, the fate of the husband and wife that will just kind of towards the end when we wrap things up. Uh, but you kind of see. Um, the decision that that she's kind of made with the entire thing, um, time on that calendar. But yeah, I I went through and played the first time. Oh, I feel bad because poor Jan, I I wrote her off right there. There she. Uh, but well, I didn't see everything else. Um, mm -hmm. It's one of those. Um, you'll get a different story depending on how much you look into it thing at the very beginning and after seeing everything um you know after seeing the the, the wedding invite from rick after seeing the calendar uh i, I kind of got into the camps like all right this was he was um kind of a friend that was was fulfilling a probably an emotional and a social need uh but i, I don't think really anything beyond that what about you ed what um, do you think jed was uh well she wasn't a jezebel you know, mm. or anything like that. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. my thing was, it's just, this is, this is, I think, one of the things about this game is that even though you got to find the narrative and the story through a lot of people's writings, I'm like, who is leaving letters around the house talking about <laughs> you doing stuff like yes. that? And, and why haven't the, and why haven't Terrence found these letters and confronted mm -hmm. Janice? But maybe he's, He's maybe he's been in such an emotional state that yeah. you know he knows but won't say anything because of mm. what happens at the end. And yeah. I I really I really feel like they didn't give Janice anything to really do, anything to make her stand out, no kind of background. Mm. Oh, we'll just say that she, you know, she went to a concert with another man. That doesn't do nothing. You didn't really flesh her out. It it's kind of it feels it it feels like a big letdown that you flesh two of the characters in here and mm -hmm. not not the other one. You know, there is no there there's nothing to say about her. There's nothing mm -hmm. to think about her. She's a mom who uh when she finds out about one of the characters, she says something and then goes about her way, and that's all we know about her. And it's just mm -hmm. like this this you can't really say nothing because you are nothing. <laughs> you don't have no kind of backstory to you. Mm. So I think Jan was just there to, I think she was just there to hide in. I don't know. She she was just there. She was just like a piece of furniture that, mm. you know, you see. You're like, oh, that's interesting. I won't pay that furniture no mind after I go leave out this room. And it's just yeah, like, I, do I, oh, go ahead, Vinny. Very kind of similar. Um, I, I I don't think it's lazy by any stretch um, because the writing's tremendous. Um, but I think that her character, yeah, 
is mainly there to kind of further um, the husband's mm-hmm. story. Um, she's, the, she's there, yes, to show the results of, you know, how what he's going through is impacting uh, the family. Uh, and, and I think it's mainly, I guess maybe you had to sacrifice a character <laughs> for that. Um, but yeah, she, she really, uh, it is. Everything we've discussed here, that's kind of all there is to her. Um, but- you don't really get to know her on any any kind of, of level, really. You just get to know um, because of what the husband's going on, what's going on with him. Um, she just kind of serves as a kind of a measuring stick of what's that, what that's doing to, to the family. Like they could have built, they could have built this into a fair and have it play out where, you know, she started on the state. She started getting these books in. They started finding interest, but then the blow to mm. her was getting that wedding invitation to make her open her eyes that, man, I was so into this guy that Mm -hmm. I feel somewhat used and betrayed because I thought I was going to be the one, you know? Um, Mm. Like, it it, would have literally been, like, funny that you get into, like, the parents' house and you find, like, one of her books or something um, or going to her room where she does art and stuff, and you see this painting of him or her, her imagination of her being with this other man instead of her husband, you know. Mm. And then later on, you just you walk into some divorce papers that weren't signed yet, but mm. feel like I need to fill this out and give it. But she doesn't give the papers because she yeah. finds out that they've been invited to a marriage. Yeah. They could have built something with her and they just did it. I actually really yeah. love her storyline because I think it's realistic because oh. most relationships, you know, I'm, I'm not speaking for everybody or anything, mm-hmm. but there those that is a realistic portrayal. There are ebbs and flows. There are problems. But it doesn't mean you have to consummate another relationship while you're with someone else. And I, I've, I think the wedding invitation was helping knock her down to reality. She had in her mm. heart a sense of fun and hope. And you even find a receipt from the beauty parlor in the house if you look mm. under the couch. So that's showing that she's taking more of an interest in how she looks. She wants to impress Rick. But I, I really like her story. I know it's it's shadowed by everything else dramatic going on, but I think it's the most realistic portrayal because she's collateral damage to everybody else's problems and she's suffering quietly, but there are consequences. There could have been more extreme consequences had things mm-hmm. not fleshed mm-hmm. out. Do you guys feel like it was rushed at the end of this? Like with her situation or just yes. the whole- Kind of, kind of like at the end, like when you mm. find out that she took interest in Rick, uh, and then it just feel like it, it. Well, you know, you probably got about fifty-five more minutes for this game, so here, we're just uh, going to rush it, and that was it. I did. Um, do, do we speak of of kind of ultimate sport? We've talked about both of the parents. Um, do, do we speak of okay to speak of spoilers as to what happened between the two of them? We're gonna let's hold off to that. Let's right. get to the spoiler right. section. We're dying we to talk about everything. I'll, 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 ju- about. I'll just say, yes. I, I think I'll just say right now, I think there's one detail when we get there that I think did a good job of tying up 
her her end of things. So we'll talk about that time. Because mm-hmm. because that part plays a part into our final character, where mm-hmm. our main story, uh, yes. which is Sam. Can we Sam's... talk about Katie a little bit though? Before yeah, we talk sure. about the I know. Yeah, yeah. I know, so she's she's really she is like Link in the Zelda series. She is your link yeah. to all these other mm-hmm. people's stories. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you find out, so she's in Europe. She's in her early 20s. It sounds like she's very ambitious. She's very smart. Mm-hmm. You find all of these awards and um, papers with stellar grades throughout the house. Mm-hmm. She was great in track and field. So I kind of wonder if Sam felt like she was living in the shadow of her sister's success. Mm. Is, she seems Katie seems like she's this goody two-shoes. She's yeah. straight-laced. She's very successful. And I kind of, and Sam is the younger sister and she's going through things that in addition to typical teenage issues, she's also dealing with her sexual identity Mm. in in the nineties that again, we have to remember this is the nineties with don't ask, don't tell things like that. Mm. And people were not as accepting of certain things Mm. that time period. But what did y'all think about just Katie, like finding all of her things around did you guys think much about Katie or? I think Katie was more of of playing the role of the of the controller, you know, that we mm. just controller and you know that's all we find things out as she's finding things out, you mm. know, searching, reading the stories, listening to the tapes, finding the password codes and you know, she was just like the driving force to finding out what's going on. I don't think she really, I, I think with Sam and her relationship is that, you know, Katie was sending the stuff to the family, but also sending stuff to Sam to be like, hey, I wish you was here, but I am doing good. I miss you and I love mm-hmm. you and, and things like that. And uh, it was it's at the point where we get close to the end, there's a voice call from uh from Sam saying that you know telling Katie that hey I'm sorry that I missed your calls I was asleep and then when mm-hmm. we get to the end of the game we'll talk about that but I mm-hmm. think I think Sam and Katie had such a good relationship through mm-hmm. while Katie wasn't there um mm-hmm. it was it, it was good I think for Sam to hear that how her sister was doing but it was weird that Katie didn't find out much about Sam until she actually got home to mm-hmm. find out catch catch up of what's going on in the life of my sister and yeah. stuff and, and I yeah. think it, they had to do that because if Katie knew what was going on with Sam, we wouldn't have gone home in the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah, and I think um, she she's very much the, you know the tool the player uses to navigate through, and as such, they haven't they haven't fleshed her out you know much at all. Um, you you do with her sister uh, as Elba was saying you also do that she was was close with the parents uh you know sending postcards home um and then but i kind of got from it she's been gone uh, about a year mm-hmm. at this point um i kind of got the uh, the feeling that she was maybe um things were probably uneasy well before but she was maybe kind of the glue that kind of kept things at least a little bit together at home um you know at least somewhat uh but when she was gone with her presence gone um maybe that's when things further you know kind of broke down 
um, around the house. As we'll find out with Sam, she's she's missing a um, a, a big time in Sam's life uh, where there's a lot going on with her. Uh, you know, the, the parents, the marriage seems to start, you know, crumbling a little bit while she's gone. Um, so, so I do wonder how much um, it is of their, you know, just this kind of perfect person that she's presented um, throughout the house being gone. Uh, you know, how much she was actually doing just being there, kind of keeping things together. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, Katie doesn't have. She's not problematic. She is like the mm-hmm. upbeat one, um, yeah. and I think that we needed a character like her because she doesn't fall on no sides. Mm-hmm. I think she's so open, you know, yeah. and she wants to know what's going on. So mm-hmm. that kind of represents us as a player that we have to go into this game being open so that we can find out what's going on. Because mm-hmm. if if we were spoiled by other people before we played Go Home, or if you mm-hmm. played Go Home, besides people listening to the podcast, um, mm-hmm. you may end up picking a side without knowing why you picked that side. Yeah. You know, um, w- one of my favorite, if I could add, one, about, while we're still on Katie, I can't imagine we'll do much more with her. One of my favorite little details, uh, and I think it's the only complaint lodged against her, uh, which I have to imagine is a nod to the play style many of us undertook, uh, is her parents complain about leaving too many lights on. <laughs> yeah. Which I imagine is a reference to every time you go into a room and cut a light on, you're not, as a player, going to cut it off when you leave. Are controlling Katie as she cuts on every single light in the house and leaves it on, which I which I thought was a with, and I didn't really understand that nod until I've cut on every light switch in this house. Right now, every light in this house is on. So I, I thought that was a humorous way of kind of um, you know predicting how the normal player going through was going to. Uh, maybe next time I'll be a little more courteous. Maybe when I leave the room, you know, I- I'll cut the I'll cut the lights out. No, I'm gonna keep the lights on because if I come <laughs> to a house, y'all already had lights on. You left the TV on. Well, mm-hmm. Sam left the TV on and everything, and that plays a part to the end. It's just like I'm not about to be in this big old house walking <laughs> in the dark. Yeah. You no, know. It's, even the second time playing it, I was still creeped out especially mm-hmm. in addition to the thunder and lightning the house makes all kind of creepy noises you know creaking yeah. wood and speaking of electricity if you are in terrence's office and read the electric report from the electrician that plays a role in the game's one jump scare <laughs> yes it has one um and it, it it's super effective it really <laughs> is because um I, I think it comes at a point where you're starting um if you're reading everything, you're you're getting a lot of the ghost speculation. Um, Sam and and her friend, as we'll we'll find out more about them as we go, um, are dead set on you know that there's a ghost in this house. Uh, you know they're, they're talking about like seances, ways to kind of conjure this ghost or find this ghost in the house. And I think about the time that scare rolls around, uh, that's kind of at its its peak of the game um the the whole uh is the house haunted or is it not a branch of the story should we tell them what the jump scare is or we'll just let them find it? oh you can't i think that's the one thing we can't spoil 
it's it's the one thing that is going to be spoiler free. Everyone uh, deserves to go into that with their guard down uh, for full effect. Yes, it is easy to miss, but just look around really thoroughly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we get into Sam, who who the game kind of revolves in, and mm-hmm. she's a high school student who, uh, you know, she at first you read about her, you know, having trouble making friends, um, mm-hmm. but then she kind of meets the one particular girl named Lottie, um, mm-hmm. and they become close. Through playing video games, and we know one of their favorites is Street Fighter. Yes, uh, and and it's just like, oh yeah, Street Fighter Two was out. That was a big popular game, and mm-hmm. you kind of learn more and more uh, about them, uh, about you know how Lottie got her into listening to certain kind of bands, how um, Lottie's mom is so is such a big Christian, but mm-hmm. lives in Florida. You know, she says that she's with this guy who is a tool and everything. Mm-hmm. And Lottie kind of likes Sam's mom compared to her own. Uh, mm-hmm. and then we we learn throughout that, you know, Sam is figuring out that uh, mm-hmm. she starts liking girls and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And she ends up having a big crush uh, on Lottie, but then ends up falling in love in a particular way. Um, mm-hmm. And we hear her do these audio, not audio files, but do different parts when you pick stuff up and put it down. Mm-hmm. There's an audio thing that starts playing, mm-hmm. um, narrating what uh, Katie is fighting out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, throughout the journey, it's just like, I met this girl at mm-hmm. first, you know, I. I just wanted to be friends, but it feels something different when I'm around her and everything. Mm. And so it's Sam's story. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. No, Sam's no. story. I think my highest compliments to the, the voice actress for, um, for Sam's part reading, um, these, di- these diaries out, um, you're basically getting written diary pages, you know, just being read out to the player. Oh, and it's, Oh, it's really tremendous. Um, and you see that Sam has got, the writing bug from from her father mm-hmm. um, definitely. She's very prolific in getting out um, her feelings and kind of pivotal moment and these discoveries she's making um, in her life. And, and I just I love uh, one of those things where I think we all can kind of put ourselves back back then. Um, some of us way back further. <laughs> that kind of first love, that kind of, uh, regardless of what type of relationship it is, um, that, that f- kind of first love, those, those butterflies, those feelings like that, uh, that nervousness, that anxiousness, um, and, and they do such a good job of, of writing that. And the, the voice actress does such a good job of kind of conveying that. And, uh, you get, oh, it even gets me here in my late thirties. I get a little bit of the flutters, you know, I, I uh, just hearing about this, this kind of love story that you see kind of slowly building and her, you know, discovering her, her, it's very much a, a coming of age 
uh, this young lady, I think seven, she's 16, 17, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of discovering her, her sexuality, her, you know, this first, this crush, which eventually turns into a, into a love. And I think it's done um, in, in such a great way. And there's a good little buildup to it. Also, yes. like she, she starts you off from the meeting to, you know, hanging out to sneaking out to kind of a relationship in secret. Um, and ultimately, once again, this is end of the game stuff. We'll get to um, a, a conclusion um, to, to the whole thing, or, or at least for now, uh, as much a conclusion as we're going to get. Um, yes. But no, I just I, I was so. Um, taken aback. Uh, this is still one of my favorite. We talked about the voice acting, Edith Finch, which is also, and I think it comes down to the fact for walking simulators, um, it, it, it's all about uh, the voice acting a lot of yeah. time because there's, there's not that action component there to, to draw you in. Uh, bad voice acting would have, oh, it, it would have killed a game like this, no matter right. how great, no matter how great the environment might be. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, this is, favorite bit of voice acting in a in a video game probably so that's what's your thoughts about sale oh she is such a great character i love mm -hmm. the little <laughs> i love the implicit storytelling where you find out she's kind of a rebel there's a pack of cigarettes mm -hmm. in her mm -hmm. locker in her room <laughs> which i thought yeah. was hilarious there's um I, I don't know if it was an in-school suspension uh slip or detention slip she received her parents, mm -hmm. her parents do find out that she is a lesbian and they don't send her to a, like a conversion camp or anything crazy like no. that, but they, they, they say that, struggle. She, they, they mm. say that she doesn't know what she wants. It's a phase. Yeah. Mm. Yes. They say it's just a phase. And I thought it was hilarious how Sam was like, I've known since She-Ra. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that yeah. was so funny. And they're, She's, I, I think she and Katie are very close, but I also feel like in some ways, Katie is the ideal daughter. Sam is giving her parents trouble and she's rebelling. She and Lonnie are very into that girl, riot, riot girl music genre yes. of the 90s. Yeah. They're into writing zines. They're into going to shows. Lonnie, we find out, is in a band. But, oh, gosh, it, it brings me back to being a teenager. And I was a good oh, yeah. two-shoes. I, I was way more of a Katie than a Sam. <laughs> but just, you know, your your first crushes, your first relationships, going out places. And I don't – Lonnie is not, like, a, a bad girl, so to speak. But I no. think through because of her, Sam is introduced to this Riot Girl movement. It kind of makes mm. you think about – just those people in your life who have mm. introduced you to different music, books, lifestyles, concerts, events, whatever. And I hope that teenagers today can get that again soon after things settle down. And, and it's, it's, yeah. interesting that you, it's interesting that you say that, uh, Celeste, because when we think of coming of age stories or even just homosexuality in general in games, we kind of, ha we have tell me why, which deals with transgender as, as characters. We have mm -hmm. mass effect where you could choose your character to be gay or mm -hmm. not male or female. Um, we have the big controversy with the last of us part two, where, uh, we find out that our main character, you know, Ellie is, we knew that she was gay 
and a lesbian and the left behind DLC. And then it's really fully explored more in uh, The Last of Us Part Two. And there was just so much upset with it and everything. And it it feel it kind of feels like when it when it deals deal with LGBTQ uh, kind of characters, a mm. lot of it has been leaning more to females than males and there's nothing mm. wrong with that i think it's easier when people are portraying female love than gay love in a sense mm. where it's whether it's males male love because i think the i think the uh i think the pushback would be there'll still be an upset and stuff but I think like a lot of people will start start using the F word, um, with the, the mm. F T word. Uh, I would say then they mm-hmm. will then they will when it comes to women and stuff, you know. Mm. Um, and it, it this game does it such in a in a manner that it reveals it slowly. It pulls back the mm. layers where if you want to know what's going on, you could probably hit mm. at it, but you're not for sure until you get a confirmation that. Yeah. This character is something, um, and so at like just listening to Sam tell her story, and you know, you even hear the emotion in her words where mm-hmm. she's talking about you know after a concert, I, you know, it was kind of packed, so I uh, I had to go to her best friend's house. I think it's Daniel, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, Lottie was there and. I turned around and I saw her and you mm-hmm. know she was looking at me and I was looking at her and we just I told her this thing and she said this mm-hmm. and it was just like in her words and her speaking mm-hmm. you could feel that emotional connection. Yeah, it's um, very natural. Very yes. natural. Um mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a forced um storyline or anything like that. It's not sensationalized or anything. Mm-hmm. I it, it's very much um uh it's a very much a natural thing and progression and they take their time with it, which I, I really do uh, appreciate. Obviously you kind of know yourself <laughs> from early on, you know, as soon as she's talking the way, just the, the, the inflection in the voice of mm-hmm. the, the voice actors, when she first brings up Lonnie, um, you kind of get that there's something, there might be something there, uh, but still they, they slowly and, and very naturally, bring this this love story around uh and it's still i think that's probably what makes it um as effective as it is where i think that's something a lot of games handle in kind of a sensationalized or even kind of a, a, a lazy format sometimes mm-hmm. um and, and a lot of times it feels like maybe it's it's just pandering maybe it's just trying to hey let's try to appeal uh let's just try to appeal to this crowd uh with a with a half thought out character um, but no, I, I think this is a great of way to flesh out this character. It feels like a, a character that you really know what she's what she's thinking, how she's feeling. You can get in her shoes. Um, and I think this is probably um obviously I, I won't speak for everyone, but I but I think um in that community in a video game. Oh no, he cut you out a little bit, Billy, as you were about to say what you were going to say about the community. Oh, I, I was saying for this community, I think in video games, uh, this is still, this is probably one of the best forms of representation. With, yeah, and it's kind of 
the thing, well, like I said, it's 1995, and mm. you really couldn't be out there. You know, there were people yeah. who were making yeah. strides to be out there, but you couldn't really be out there without being called a certain term or, mm-hmm. you know, be looked at in mm-hmm. in different ways uh, yeah. around that time. Um, and and, so, and I, I do wonder, I do wonder if that's why they chose kind of the, you know, you don't see a lot of things like mid nineties. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if it's one of those where that's a time um, that doesn't seem like way back, you know, way back black and white TV days or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, but it's still, um, so far removed from where we're at now, um, in terms of acceptance and things like that. So I, I do wonder if they, they kind of picked a time where it would still seem at least semi-modern, but still, you know, kind of socially and things like that, things were still so much different. So I, I, I think it was pretty, uh, pretty smart, uh, and probably very deliberate with kind of picking that, that mid nineties. Yeah, and and everybody got to realize that, you know, when you see the tapes and stuff uh, mm-hmm. lying around and you playing mm-hmm. it, you're hearing uh, all of these songs and stuff. Like mm-hmm. you said, Celeste, it was kind of, you know, not being such a bad girl, but, you know, being against, be, being a rebel and stuff. And mm-hmm. you had this kind of punk rebellion beginning to start up but it was still small it was like really we weren't in the emo phase yet or anything <laughs> we care no, that, that was but, uh, 2000s <laughs> but it was it was like the rebellion with this sam was having the freedom to express trying to be who she wants who she wanted to be because at this time she didn't know who she wanted to be her parents mm-hmm. were her parents were going through so much muff that they weren't seeing what Sam was pretty going through. Yeah, they mm-hmm. would get they would get like stuff in the mail in high school and uh, from the high school and just be like, well, Sam, what's going on? You know, you're not this mm-hmm. kind of person. You got to be like Katie and all of this. And it was just like you you say that and you walk away. So where this discipline? Where's talking to Sam and, and everything? And it felt like even though when Sam was getting in trouble, her parents still didn't care because they were doing their own thing and they were in their own world, which leads into the spoiler territory. So if you guys have not played Gone Home, uh, mm-hmm. we do recommend that you go play it to understand what we are going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we are going to be doing full spoilers um, yeah. on it. So if you don't want to be spoiled, continue to listen to the podcast. If mm-hmm. not, uh, go play Go Home and search the house, get the story, because there might mm-hmm. be some things that we miss. Uh, get the story in full and then go into that ending and then come back in, hear our thoughts. So yeah. we're going to kind of start with Terrence. We're going to hold off to the to the end. We're going to start with Terrence mm-hmm. uh, in a sense. So with Terrence... Um, there's this possibility that he has been molested by mm. um, Oscar. Uh, yeah. And so that molestation has affected him as a kid. So mm-hmm. in the in the game, it stops at 1963 when he turns 12, I believe 12. Um, mm. 
And when that happens, you know, they kind of, it feels like they got away from Oscar. And then Oscar was talking about uh, how he didn't want to sell the store, you know, he how he was a pharmacist. And he kind of opened up the safes and find these drugs and, and this letter and everything. Mm. And it was just like Oscar had his own situation, but it's implied that he had been molesting yeah. um Terrence as he was growing up and everything and it stopped at the age of 12 mm-hmm. uh, and so when you think of the 1963 um, in uh, Terrence's books it's connected to him growing up and mm-hmm. around Oscar and that house so yeah. may, so that is the implication about that um, that was kind of the big reveal that Oscar was a molester, a pedophile, yeah. assist. Um, mm-hmm. and we don't and that's, know. That's that's so easy. This is probably so easy to miss, also, because um, it, it. And I didn't get this until maybe the third go round. Um, but no, Oscar was definitely getting high on his own supply. Um, you know, he's a pharmacist. You get that safe. Yeah, there's various drugs there to be had. Morphine. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the heavy stuff. Um, but yeah, um, in the basement, and the basement itself has a different feel from the rest of the house. Uh, it's very mm-hmm. kind of a kind of a dingy, uh, kind of a sinister overtone to it. Even before you know anything is going on, and, and at the time it might be because you're still on the ghost trail here. Um, that's kind of what you have in mind, uh, like kind of, but what you find in, instead of that is a, a real life horror, mm-hmm. um, and, instead of a paranormal one. Uh, and there's just little things like, uh, there is Terrence has a, a growth chart, you know, down there. Um, you find a really dingy area where there are, you know, children's toys laying around. Um, it, it's enough there to heavily imply uh you find out that the family has pretty much you know oscar's out of their life um they're done with him um and, and i'm assuming you know play the the guilt of it played a role in terrence being given the house um uh but you also see and, and i took it to be the the fascination with the year uh 1963 and the theme of his book uh someone is going back to try to change something, something awful that happened. Uh, there's that fascination with being able to go back and right a wrong or change um, a, a terrible situation. Uh, it prevails throughout his his book. Um, and, and I thought that it, it was really heavily ingrained in that. And then all of a sudden, after you pick up that little detail alone, uh, tells you all you need to know about what he's going through, obviously being back in this. Um, I don't know if financially um, this was a move he had to make, um, taking this house maybe, is not getting the, the book money coming into him, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if this was just, uh, oh, I've got a, you know, I've got this house here. I can't afford this. So, you know, he's there. Now he's dealing with being back in um this environment uh and and obviously a lot has has gone on down in the basement i don't i don't think he's probably ventured down there very much like i said I mean, his his childhood toys are still strewn about down there um so outside of you know sam and, and whatnot I also going down there and kind of hanging out um 
I, I I don't feel like that's an area of the house he probably explores. And I, I probably think that it's really weighing on him at this point. Um, kind of, I, I'm sure he's already dealing with it. Uh, but this adds another layer to that. And mm-hmm. that is, you know, probably going back to the wife, making him more distant, um, you know, making him kind of less of a partner, uh, a romantic partner and just kind of, you know, someone else living in the house, which is she's having to go out and have her, you know, kind of social going to concerts with another guy or just talking books, things like that, that I'm sure the couple um, in happier times probably enjoy doing, Um, you know, there there Mm -hmm. is, there is one part um, in the game where you'll find this cult to get into the safe and it Mm -hmm. kind of tells Oscar is explaining that he wants to be forgiven for his transgressions. Yes. And that's kind of one of the big things about, you know, Mm -hmm. they're hinting at that he kind of wants to be forgiven for what he's done to Terrence as a kid and everything. And at this point in time, it's kind of late for forgiveness to happen or anything, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, Billy, probably for financial reasons, he took this house. If Terrence was really still, even if I think he wasn't struggling or anything, he shouldn't have taken this house. But he knew that this may be a big opportunity to bring Mm -hmm. his family into this big house. He really don't have to pay a house note or anything. So he's saving money. And maybe that's why he doesn't want all the lights on because the electric bill is (laughs) That's it. For maintenance and utilities. (laughs) Right, and mm-hmm. know, and knowing that his wife is the breadwinner of yeah. everything at this time being, is that you know once again you know you see a mm-hmm. piece of box <laughs> in the house and stuff, yeah. and you see like dishes, one dish or a couple of dishes laid around and, and stuff like that. Um, it it kind of feels like that Terrence, you know, he took this all to probably see that. You know, this was my uncle's, and I'm keeping this house like for as mm-hmm. a tradition thing, instead of what was done to me as a kid. I know that I know something. I know the truth. What happened to me as a kid with my uncle, mm-hmm. but I'm going to overlook that because I'm going to accept this offer of yeah. this house and everything. Yeah. Um, Celeste, what did you think about like the spoiler or not spoiler? The anything uh, with Oscar? The first time I played, I thought he was either gay or a cross-dresser because there is a secret passage that, which again, I don't know why someone would want secret passages like that Mm -hmm. in their house. It's a little bizarre. And there are pictures of women's clothing ads Mm -hmm. around. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking, okay, transgression, was he cross-dress? Which of course, the 1960s, that was incredibly underground. It was taboo. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, okay, well, was he gay? I thought that as well. It did not occur to me that he had abused Terrence mm. until I started. I, I'm someone who, after I play these games, I like to go read theories and mm-hmm. everything. So that's when it occurred to me. Oh, the light bulbs went mm-hmm. off with everything. So do you guys think with the morphine and the different drugs, and I, I was reading that someone said one of the drugs mentioned in there is something they use for chemical castration possibly do you guys think that oscar was using the morphine on himself or do you think he was giving that to terrence i think he was using it on himself i think what i think he was he's 
is it's like he's been trying to run away from the thought of hurting his own family member. You know, trying to it's probably got instilled in his mind because that's why he's asking for this forgiveness for mm-hmm. this transgression. You know, he has to deal with what he done to his nephew mm-hmm. and dealing with like dealing with that you know and not having a chance to say i apologize or turn himself in or anything like that he had to deal with the horror of this memory replaying in his mind so probably every time he because the thing about it is is that if he wasn't dealing with this he would have wiped off or painted over the uh the dates and stuff of Mm -hmm. Of measuring terrace while he was going up, he would have just painted that over, but he did it. He kept the toys. He kept he kept everything that led to this memory of what he mm-hmm. did to him. And so, in order to forget it, you know, I'm just going to use some drugs, um, and it may help me feel better about myself and mm-hmm. not be able to think of it. Um, mm-hmm. When it wears off and stuff, I have to face the reality. But I know. When I have to face the reality, when it gets to that time, I can escape it by injecting some some stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think him. I think, I think because it looks like he didn't really have a wife that I knew of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in order to, you know, in or, he may have a mind, and you know, I am this, but you know, I can't really express it. You know, there's something about a young male. That attracts and probably was attractive to mm-hmm. um, Oscar, and you know why go look out when my youngest nephew probably don't understand what's going on. I could just tell him that you know this is all part of the human condition. This mm-hmm. is kind of how you know make up some excuse to get find a way to follow him in a sense mm-hmm. or have his way with him. It's, yeah. It's tough. I, I agree. I, I think that Oscar was probably um, seemed to be, uh, and we don't know much about his upbringing. Um, we we don't know if he was he went through uh, kind of shaped him. Um, but I, I think that there does seem to be um, a, a really significantly deep um, regret there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but what are you going to do? I, I mean, the parents definitely in the right kind of, you know, erasing him from the family basically. Um, and, and I think that that was something that he probably, probably did live with, um, and, 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 you know, suffered over, but it, it falls into one of those things. It's, it's still, um, I, I think a transgression that keeps him far from being still a, a sympathetic character. Um, or anything like that. But the good thing is, um, things for Terrence towards the end um, are starting to look up uh, in, in some ways, um, both um, professionally and um, in terms of the marriage that by all intents looks like it's crumbling. Um, as you go around later in the game, uh, you start to get a at least a shred of hope uh, that maybe that that it, it's not over. Uh, Ed pointed out the you know, the divorce papers um, that weren't signed. Obviously a thought, uh, but that hadn't been followed through on. You do find out a couple things with Terrence. One being 
um, a company has gotten really interested in his mm -hmm. old books and, and are wanting to republish them and are wanting him to continue. Um, so he is, as of the last we hear, going to be getting back uh, to what he loved doing. And, and I think what served as his kind of form of therapy. Um, getting down there and writing these books, continuing this story um, that he obviously had planned more for um, before it got cut off. Um, and at the same time, on the the other end of things, love end of things, uh, we start seeing talk of a, a couple's retreat, a counseling yeah. retreat, uh, which which is a hopeful sign um, that, that maybe things are going to turn around. And, and I would like to personally think on that retreat, that counseling, he's going to get a lot out. Uh, maybe he's going to get all of this out um, during that. His past. Um, you know, the things from his past that occurred that are bogging him down, um, things professionally that are going on with him that might be impacting things. Well, uh, ultimately, we don't know their fate, but we know both parties are willing. Uh, we find that Jan on the calendar uh, decided instead of going to Rick's wedding, um, has chose to go on this retreat uh, and try to make things right with her, her husband and her marriage, which, which leads me to believe that she has, has realized like, all right, this fantasy um, it's nice. Um, I, I need to stop focusing on it. Maybe I can have what I was fantasizing about with this fella. Maybe I can have this with my husband again. If we go to this and we start working on things. Um, so I was honestly, very hopeful just based on the fact that both of them seemed uh, like they were willing to give this a go. I, I left the game. I don't know how you guys were feeling. I left the game at least hopeful for, for the parents. Uh, okay. So first time I played it, I thought they left to go at the sim. Mm, mm. I didn't, I didn't catch that. They left to go for the retreat mm -hmm. until I played the game again and explore mm. more. But like, Oh, so that's why they're not there. I thought they yeah. left to go find where Sam is at. Um, and we'll get to that. Celeste, what are your mm -hmm. thoughts? I uh, think um, I just want to say about Terrence that I kind of wonder if he was susceptible to Oscar because perhaps he had a contentious relationship with his father, mm -hmm. never able to please him. So mm -hmm. maybe he was close with Oscar and that's where he sought his comfort. And we did learn that Oscar removed himself from temptation. So that's why he sold his pharmacy because young people mm -hmm. go there. So that's just another thing yeah. that you pick up on all of these little hints. And I really do hope that the couple's retreat works out mm -hmm. for them. And that, that is something I felt very hopeful. I felt so yeah. happy for Terrence. And I hope that I was really proud of him for agreeing to go on this retreat because those aren't mm -hmm. easy things to talk about. Mm -hmm. people today still have trouble talking about issues. So I can only imagine it was even harder for someone who grew up when he did. And I thought it was really cool that this publisher found his book at a yard mm -hmm. sale. Yes. <laughs> that was what luck is that, that they mm -hmm. found copies of his old book, the accidental savior, the accidental pariah, I believe. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, I loved it. I, I was so excited for him. 
and he seems like a really loving father. I, I think he's very close with his daughters and I think he cares for them. I think he cares for his wife. He's also a jazz fan. Mm. We find out throughout <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> throughout the game it just seems he can't like a, be he can't be that bad a guy then no it sounds like a good old guy and i i, I felt very optimistic for him mm-hmm. and uh, in ways i see what the parents are doing is kind of parallel with what sam does i see a yeah. lot of connections mm-hmm. yeah. with that um things with sam i got um i got a little worried I got worried in more ways than one um, because we find out um, one of the last diary entries that you hear or a couple of the last ones. Um, things with her and Lonnie are, are still going great in secret, um, mm-hmm. except Lonnie uh, is, is going off to the military um, yes. and is going to be going. Uh, and this is the 90s. This is not, you know, FaceTiming. Um, you know, this isn't, you know, calling or, or texting any old time, instantly hearing back. Uh, this is, you know, especially the military, this is, you know, if anything, not going to see each other, uh, letter writing at best, maybe a phone call here and that this is essentially, and it's hard to imagine this. There was a point in time where like, if a friend moved out of town, Mm. you probably weren't going to talk to them again. Um, there was a lot of effort that was going to have to be put into that. And, and I can imagine the fear that, you know, especially if, if Lonnie's going off to the military, um, there's just, there's not going to be time. Yeah. And it's, it, it gets me feeling, uh, mm-hmm. why Sam, uh, miss, um, Kate's, uh, yes. Uh, phone calls because you know she got a phone call for Lottie and Lottie said she couldn't go through it. She really wanted mm-hmm. to be with Sam. Uh, she couldn't get on the bus and if she could get yes. in her car and come to Salem to go pick her up and you find out at the end when you read the last diary that that's what she did. You know mm-hmm. she said sorry that I can't see you and stuff but you know I grabbed as much as I can and I hopped in the car and I went to go look for mm-hmm. uh, Lottie and we're going to live our lives um mm. as it is and at that time you just you kind of uh you, you realize that you know we'll catch up one day we'll see each other yeah. one day and stuff and so it kind of feels that you know sam is running away from her home she's dropping mm-hmm. out of high school or you know, she has she had a job because she had a schedule on the refrigerator uh-huh. or her work schedule. So she had money and, you know, we, we know that she had her own car and stuff. So maybe Lottie and Sam make a new life in Salem. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And only ones who going to know about it is going to be, uh, be Katie and stuff. And so we kind of see, you know, everything is being revealed to the player that this is all the stuff that is happening hmm. and it is on that note uh L- let me start by saying um there is an attic uh that you see pretty early in the game when you're exploring um but you can't get to um and, and it's just something about the, the there's lighting around it red lights and yeah. it looks that's never good that's never good in video games usually <laughs> and i was i had a great uh fear uh, that I expected the worst. When you get up to the attic, you just heard that Lonnie is leaving. 
Um, Sam does distraught about things. I didn't know what state we were going to find her in when you get up to that mm-hmm. attic, uh, I, yeah. alive or not. I had yeah. all the visions that we were going to find uh, a dead body up there, essentially. <laughs> Oh, um, I did. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that's mm-hmm. in your mind because it's still a creepy. I mean, the lightning's still going. Uh, the ghost thing didn't. Um, so you're like, there might be one horrible moment in this game. Let's see. Um, but instead, you get, uh, well, you get the home for Christmas duck when you get up there. Um, but you also get uh, just a very touching area. You can tell this is where Sam and Lonnie spent time together. Uh, you've got the, the, the pictures that Sam's taken, of uh, the two of them holding hands and whatnot. Uh, and you get a, a very emotional ending. Uh, mid-30s me was sitting there. I was damn bawling at this point in time. <laughs> um, you get such a, such a touching ending. Um, uh, but a little bit of uncertainty. Uh, you know, running away from home, both of them 17, but, but setting off to start this life together. Um, you know, where are they going to go? Uh, what money are they going to have? What are they going to do? There's a lot of questions, but I still get the feeling um, for everybody. I, I get the feeling that things are going to turn out um, okay. And I'm hoping... Uh, that, like I said before, that how Katie maybe was kind of the glue that was kind of keeping things together. Mm-hmm. She was seemed like a bridge between her parents and Sam and um, that she was perfect. Both of them loved her, um, that she was kind of a bridge there. And I, I'm hopeful that with her being back, um, and I think the parents were set to return from the retreat later of the day you've arrived. So the parents mm-hmm. are going to get home to Katie delivering this news. And, and I can only hope that she presents it in a way that kind of at least warms the parents up to things uh, that maybe opens their mind up and makes them accepting uh, of what's going on. Um, and that, you know, everybody, uh, and that she's not away from her sister for long, um, that he gets in touch and that, that maybe there's a happily ever after for all involved. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely up in the air. With Katie being back, she's going to try to smooth these things over mm. uh, and that she's going to try to bring um, the, the together a little bit. I know they've got things to work on most likely, uh, but I'm hoping she'll bring that family um, back together. Lonnie included. Uh, I, I'm very hopeful by the I, end. I, I, yelled at the game and took it off my Xbox. I was upset about this <laughs> ending. I, I could I, see that this goes um yeah that that you either you either love the end of this or it's the exact opposite. Um I think there is a strong reaction to it one way or the other. Um because you think for all intents and purposes there's gonna be something more. Um you know they tease the ghost story throughout. Um, and I was really focused on that beginning. Um, anything haunted house wise, oh, I'm all in. Um, so when I got there, I was like, okay, I was like, uh, that was uh, really moving. Um, but instead of getting, uh, and I thought it was nice um, that I'm playing a video game 
and I'm not saving the world. I'm not, um, I'm not defeating some great evil. I'm not rescuing the princess. I am just living a small slice of a family's life. Um, I, just something so mundane as that. I think the fact that you don't do that with any game you pop in. I felt uh, I felt cheated out by the <laughs> I felt like I, what I, would I, you uh, what what would you have liked? What would I, um I I mean I would I would have loved some things fleshed out with the mom and stuff, but I would have hmm. loved like if she's reading. If we're not going to if we're not going to get a visual of Sam driving or or take over as Sam driving to get uh to get Lottie. At mm-hmm. least after you get done reading the thing, and when the credit thing comes on that says "Go home," that you hear uh, the mom and dad says, "Katie, Sam, we're mm. home," mm. and then mm-hmm. cut it off right there. To yeah. be like, yeah. "Oh, this is about to pop off." You yeah, because it, it. I'm like, this is 1995. You could have mm-hmm. made this game. Yes, it could have been a little bit more dramatic. It could have been more, like more rewarding in a sense and it more it was just mostly like it was like touch and go you touch mm-hmm. stuff find something about it go to the next thing that you want to do and mm-hmm. i'm like the payoff in it just felt like yes you got to get to this last part you got to unlock it and you know find out how the story concludes yeah but i'm just like you could have fleshed out more like is were there any arguments between Lottie and uh Lottie and Sam? Because we, even when uh Lottie told uh Sam that you know why she was in NJRTC and why she was mm. leaving that day and stuff, you know, Lottie was talking about the don't tell, don't ask, don't tell thing, mm-hmm. and she's just like, don't nobody need to know my business, and yeah. that should have caused an argument that should have hurt mm. Sam to be like. You should care about it and stuff, mm-hmm. and it, there should have been some riff, but it was nothing there. There was yeah. no riff. It was just like I'm gonna read the thing. You go and search the house some more to find mm-hmm. out what's going on, and it's just like, oh, well, I'm still thinking about my girl and la la da this and that, and it's just like, no, you you have found something where your partner doesn't care about it. That should be a big deal. Mm-hmm. You should be able to talk to her to be like we need to figure this out because this means something big to me, but even though it may not be big to you, you should be able to go into where you want to do and be who you are. And you have to, we call it code switching nowadays. You kind of got a code switch and and fake who you are, even though you're serving in the army and stuff. Mm -hmm. And who knows that if, you you know you're gonna be around other females and stuff. So who mm. knows if you're going to be attracted to that, um, and stuff. Where this don't ask, don't tell policy and stuff. Where it's just like yeah, you're hiding your sexuality, but you may be in interest in somebody. Now, how does that play against Sam? Because you're gone. And mm-hmm. Sam doesn't. Sam can't really be there or reach you and stuff. So yeah. that may cause a rift of growing apart. But this mm-hmm. one thing could have really meant something, you yeah. know. And, and I'm. I, I felt like Lonnie um, was trying to escape um, a not so great home environment, mm-hmm. and and probably this was like this was the only 
out for her. Um, this was the only way out of the house, maybe. Um, that she um, had probably thought about it. I, 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 you know, the initial thought would be, oh, maybe we could run off together. But then she probably started thinking of the logistics of it. It's like, where are mm -hmm. we going to go? You know, what are we going to do? Um, but so I always thought that this was just something that maybe she felt like she had to do. So she didn't really care. Um, she just wanted to get out of that house. Um, fine. I'll do whatever I've got to do to get out of this house. Uh, if this is my only option, whatever I'll do it. It didn't seem like something that her heart was in. Uh, you know, a lot of people go into the military and they, um, have, uh, reasons for doing so. Um, she, it just, it didn't feel like that with her. It just felt like, uh, more of something, um, she had to do kind of her only escape, um, until she got there. And I think the thoughts that she probably originally had about running off and starting something with Sam, um, that she thought were irrational is she, she got to the point to where it's like, you know, I don't know how it's going to work, but you know, I, I can't be without. So she's, she's taking a life of kind of uncertainty. Um, mm. and, and who knows, uh, works out, but it very well may not. Um, she's taken, she's decided to kind of take on this life of uncertainty, stress in the future. And there's probably going to be worries and problems they have to work out. Um, but she's, she's deciding to go for her own, her own happiness at the end. Yeah. So Les, what did you think of the ending? Yes. I felt relief. I, was, <laughs> I, I felt so much relief that there was not a body hanging from the yes. rafters. <laughs> yes. And I, I really enjoyed the ending. It took me off guard, definitely. But like Ed was talking about with the paradox of Lonnie's decisions to join the military, we mm. learned that her father served in the military. She, The army is in her blood, so to speak. Mm. And like Billy was saying, that probably was her only escape. She yeah. was not close with her mother, even though her mother lives in Florida. She doesn't want to go see her. Her mother's remarried. Mm -hmm. She doesn't like her stepdad. And I do, I did like that we did see some beginnings, some quaking of mm -hmm. conflict because Sam is so confused. How can you be in JROTC and be okay with don't ask, don't tell while you're no. also supporting riot girl movements and being yourself and mm -hmm. going against authority. And again, the military, I think Lonnie, like most people, she's conflicted. There are things she likes about the riot girl movement. There are things she likes about that underground punk life, but there are also mm -hmm. things she respects about the military. Mm -hmm. Maybe she felt that that's where her talents lie. They, uh, mm. you know, I, I do wonder how they're going to make it, but I, I think that the ending was really cool because the teenagers, especially and young adults make very rash decisions. They, they live in the heat of the moment. They might not mm. be thinking long-term and I, I really like the ending because before that, we're living in the past. We yes. are, the story is found through things that have happened. Now we have caught up. Now what lies ahead? Mm -hmm. That's what I really enjoyed about that ending. And again, I, I see a parallel between Sam, Sam's and Lonnie's journey and Jan and Terrence's yeah. journey. They're going yeah. off there is 
it just uh, might be on to a good horizon. Some hope. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, did anybody pick up on the there the hidden uh, cat cat centric journal entry throughout the game? No, I did not. Oh. Is it about mittens? Yes, uh, the the mittens. Um, oh boy, there is a part in the garage. There is a little uh, with a little purple ball up at the top, uh, where which only a cat could drag up there. Um, <laughs> if you can get that uh, ball down, usually uh, you can pick up pretty much anything in this game. Anything you look at, you can manipulate. Um, if you can knock that ball down. Bring the ball to Sam's room and put it into the basket, basketball net there. Uh, the TV will cut on and you will get uh, several different pictures of cats and various meows. Oh, um, oh wow. Yeah, that's so definitely, wor definitely worth looking into. There are so many neat Easter eggs in this game. Did anybody play it on the Switch? By any chance? No. Um, no. For the Nintendo, uh, for other versions, there are. Um, when you go into Sam's room, uh, obviously Super Nintendo cartridges. Um, and each one is kind of a play on real games, um, including one. And, and this was a bizarre um, kind of connection. There's one called Super Spitfire, which the developer did confirm is the sequel to the Spitfire game you play in Bioshock 2. Uh, the, thus very loosely putting these imagine that as you're playing through gone home there is a city under the sea um you know that's in disrepair at that point in time in the 90s um but that is uh supposed to be a direct sequel to the the like dos fire game you play in bioshock 2 um but in the switch version they have taken the cartridges and nintendo actually made them Nintendo cartridges. Uh, Legend of Zelda, uh, Link's Away, uh, Link to the Past, um, Mario Kart, uh, which I thought was a, a neat little nod. Uh, yeah, but there are going to be some familiar books when you play through there. Um, I, I do believe one of Terrence's books pops up in Fire. Yes, yes, in that but, in the little um, crates where you get the your little supply thing. Yes. So this game, I, it's it's one of those games, um, when you look at the runtime of it, it it's not long. Um, and like Ed said, there's an achievement for uh, for getting through it in a minute. Uh, that's doable. Um, but no, it's one of those where you can sit down with this. You can play through in you know, an hour and a half or so, get all of Sam's story for the most part, um, but not know a single other thing. I, I just, like I said, the very beginning... Uh, to go full circle with it, I, I this is one of those games where you get out of it what you what you put into it, mm -hmm. um, and if you really want to explore every nook and cranny, by the end of it, you'll know, um, you know, every little dark secret of of this family, uh, you know, all the the tragic past for for Terrence, um, everything with Oscar, um, you'll the kind of the trials the the couple is going through. Uh, and and the hopeful conclusion to that, um, but yeah, I, I can see uh, why you either just love this game, or 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 don't, <laughs> or or at least have a strong opinion um, about it. Either way, it's it's definitely unconventional, and at that time, 
Uh, I mean, it kind of like we said uh, uh, before, Ed gave this one a lot of credit for being like the main kind of first real mainstream walking sim. Uh, and it kind of made it okay that, you know, your game doesn't have to, um, you know, have some big universal mm -hmm. repercussions to it. You know, that the world is not going to explode uh, if you don't finish this game or, or that no lives are at stake um, that you're trying to save or anything like that. Uh, and I just think uh, back then um, at that time to just play through a game where I am just, I'm living a night in a normal average person's life, um, exploring things that really um, could happen to any of us. I, I think all of us either, uh, had or know kids growing up that had parents, you know, with a kind of a rocky, rocky marriage. You know, we, you all either at your own home or you went to someone's house and you're like, Ooh, it's a little tense mm -hmm. here. Um, you know, even not knowing anything, you can kind of like, Ooh, uh, it's, it's an odd environment. Um, and I, I think we've all, or once again, all know or do know someone that went through that kind of, uh, that teenage kind of discovering, about themselves. I, I mean, we all obviously went through that uh, with, you know, kind of crushes, uh, you know, falling in love, young, young love, things like that, you know, relationships that you are, you are sure we're going to carry you through to the end, but, you know, carry through about a week. Uh, I think we've all been there. Um, but this seems like a very strong bond between these two, which I, which I hope does last. Um, and like I said, uh, from the, um, from the, the second, perspective of uh you know characters discovering their sexuality throughout um which you know just, uh, we've all known people or are are those people that have gone through that also kind of kind of figuring out the world uh, and what you want in it uh and, and all of that and i think this game did a great job of getting all of that across um it, it's not spectacular uh, there's no big set pieces or anything like that um, but I just think this is a nice kind of once you know that, the, you know, nothing's going to jump out around the corner and there's no bodies hanging in the attic. Uh, it becomes a very relaxing kind of game to to play through. Uh, and it's one of those like Edith Finch. I said that I'll play it again for sure. And I'll find something new. I'll find something's like, oh, I wish I would have found that to bring up. Uh, because there's just so much and uh, even covering every little corner. I just think this is one of those games you could play a dozen times and still there's going to be some other little slip of paper or something laying there. That's going to continue to kind of enrich the, the game. And I love it too, because I don't know if, if you guys are like this, but sometimes you drive by a house or you just find yourself wondering, I wonder what goes on there. I wonder mm -hmm. what they're yes. not, I don't want to go be a voyeur or anything. I don't yeah, want to set yeah. up cameras and do anything creepy. You want, <laughs> Celeste lives in your neighborhood. Pull, pull, pull the curtains. You might, you might find, you might find a face on the other side of the glass. But no, I know what you're talking about. You drive by and it's like, well, I wonder, like I used to be obsessed as a kid, um, driving by a house and seeing the TV on inside another house mm -hmm. it's like i wonder what they're watching i wonder it's like it, it, thoughts that would race i wonder what they're watching i wonder how many people are watching it i wonder what they did today just little weird things like that which apparently aren't so weird thank thank 
Thank you oh, for getting well, that across. <laughs> um, well, but no, but yeah, the house, the house is just the vessel. You can miss yeah. so much if you don't look. And I'm not, I don't go to people's yeah. houses and start rifling through their drawers. I don't, yeah. there are things I probably do not want to find in their drawers. <laughs> mm, mm. Oh, there is a, there is a funny part about that in the parents' bedroom. So make sure to look in their drawers. Mm, <laughs> There's mm. a nice little uncomfortable item if you're a child yes. and you find it that your parents are using that that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> yes yes and that was one i could relate to and yes that that <laughs> feeling of discomfort that feeling of discomfort washed over me anew at that point in time but there's just so much here and this is uh and and yeah it's it's everywhere uh pc every console uh you can pick it up on the phone if you want, but I, I would say if you got another means to do that. And and I think if you had played Edith Finch, um, but didn't play this one yet, um, it's it feels like it's still exploring a house, mm -hmm. but this definitely feels like a smaller, uh, this is definitely a smaller, kind of more intimate uh, look into people's lives. Um, than Edith Finch. Edith Finch had so much ground to cover. Um, and you were just getting snippets. You were getting like little stories here and there about some characters, you know, more about others. Um, but in this one, I feel like you're really, yeah, you're, you're kind of, if you daughter or sister, you're definitely snooping. Uh, you're getting the, you're getting the dirt on, uh, on these people's yeah. lives. And, um, it's done in a way where, you know, okay, th this is just someone trying to find out where their family is. Uh, this is someone acting out of concern. Um, where otherwise, yeah, uh, it's, it, it's, the, it's the best way to, I think, snoop around in people's lives nice. and not have to feel. You don't have to worry about getting arrested. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, well, everybody. But not, mm -hmm. Oh. That is going to be it for Talk the Walk. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're uh, fine. You're fine. Uh, this we have uh, discussed Go Home, but we mm. will be back next month because our next game that we are playing is Soma. So oh, mm -hmm. uh, I I have never played this game. Me either. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will say that all the, all the scares... And all the terrible things you thought you would encounter in this one. I, I think all those went into Soma. Um, there are definitely, um, it, it's interesting and it's going to be a big change of environment too. Yes. Uh, we're not, we're not exploring uh, houses anymore that I'll never afford to be able to purchase. Um, we are going into some, some odd territory. And Soma was one of those that caught me really off guard when I first played through it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, we're not going to discuss anything here other than that it's it's a very thought-provoking game. It brought up a lot of questions within me as I, I'm thrilled uh, that we're going to be playing through that. And Celeste, I, I guess, is this going to be a daytime hours? Yes. Are you, Katie, <laughs> Katie, every light on in the house? Yes. As you yes, play through I, this one? I, I even played Gone Home um, during the day, even though I knew exactly right. what was going to happen yeah. because I am a weenie, even though right. I knew everything that was going to happen. But I understand there is a weenie version of Soma. Oh. So yes. 
I might be playing that <laughs> version. <laughs> that version. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, Billy, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me. Uh, I have a podcast with a couple other couple other decent fellas, uh, Retrovaniacs. Uh, we cover, I have to come here to talk my walking sims because we cover um, the older games, a PS2 era, a PS2 GameCube, uh, original Xbox, and before. Uh, so if you're into older games, uh, we are cranking those out uh, a couple times a month. We got a Patreon where we're cranking out a couple of others a month. We're getting ready to enter the Halloween season. My personal favorite time. Uh, we really put a lot of work into our Halloween episodes. Um, they're usually super cheesy. It's the equivalent of, you know, walking into a house that has like the plastic skeletons and the little ghosts, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the little sheet ghosts laying around everywhere in podcast form. Um, our Twitter is the same, Retrovaniacs. Uh, you can catch up with us on there. Uh, we have a YouTube, which oddly, uh, we're going to throw it off a little bit. The YouTube is retrovania.net. And that's also the website uh, that kind of has all of our social media things there. Some written articles for, for us old timers that played through this game and remembered 1995 very well. That, that still love a little bit of written content. Uh, we've got some for you on there. And I think that's about it. Uh, I am on Twitch occasionally. I'll be returning there finally. I had to take a couple of months off due to work and just the world in general. Um, but I'll be returning on there. Uh, they usually coax me into playing some shitty games that I otherwise, <laughs> otherwise would stay very far away from. I have now played both Bubsy games, which is two more Bubsy games than oh, I ever wow. wanted to play. <laughs> but um, no, uh, we will occasionally be on there. Usually me. Uh, one of the other guys might be every now and then. But I, I think that about covers it. Celeste, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FairyCrypt, and I'm also with another Zelda podcast. So mm. if you like Zelda, I would check it out. We have articles on the website. We have recorded episodes, a lot of evergreen content. So it's mm. not so much news, but different topics, theory, symbolism, speculation. So check it out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can check out Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, and other podcast apps. You can find more of Boss Rush Games at bossrushgames.com and on our YouTube page at Boss Rush Games on uh, uh, channel. Uh, you can find us on Twitch at Boss Rush Games where we do some recorded live shows like Nintendo Power Block, Crossroads, Arsenal X, and the Boss Rush Podcast. And we have other stuff like 1v1, uh, Standard Definition, Recap, uh, and other shows um, that will be coming soon. And could check out our old content like Pot and Pay, uh, Master Indie Class, and some of our E3 coverage from past years. We, we did predictions, but uh, on our personal shows, we just talked about some of the stuff that they were shown. So we didn't really have mm-hmm. an E3 this year, but next year we would definitely be having one. But that everybody... Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Get you a controller, some good old snacks, and take a walk so mm-hmm. that we could talk. With that, everybody, we will see you next time on Talk the Walk. And also, one more thing before we go. I'm sorry. I apologize, everybody. Um, 
as long as we are playing uh soma for talk the walk we also are doing resident evil 2 for the boss rush mm. book club so you guys could go in and play that also we are getting ready for our mass effect discussion that will be happening in october so do play mass effect one to three and if you feel like playing andromeda you can we are going to be doing a history of mass effect we got some great guests that's going to be on the panel so literally be ready for that we're going to have a lot going on in October, so just be ready for a lot of great gaming. And every, with that, everybody, we will see you next time on Talk the Walk. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.